Hi everyone and welcome to HP, HPM Wellness and Pursuit of Wellness podcast and I'm your host Daria Thiesler. I am so excited to uh, welcome you in 2021 after a long or short-term <laughs> break from my side. Um, lots of new changes are coming and are on, on the way but uh, we still stay in focus on health, health optimization and performance optimization because I believe there is a better way to reach your peak. We're still going to improve your body, your mind, your health, your anything you wish, right? And today, guest uh, is my dear colleague, uh, Omar Malik. Uh, I'm very excited to actually host uh, this uh, amazing gentleman and a uh, personal trainer because I think he has a beautiful story uh, that I would like that everyone here, um, outside of being amazing personal trainer, and I have been having pleasure to work with him for not many, many months, but uh, I think we get a chance to connect. Uh, and I still remember our conversation during one of the event at uh, Ultimate Performance where we talk, you know, what is missing in this body transformation topic, right? What about these things that are going outside of um, nutrition and outside of exercise? And we mm -hmm. had, we, we clicked, right? Yeah, right. I remember, I remember. Perfect. So, Umar, once again, thank you very much for joining me and welcome to my little show. Thank you so much. It's my absolute pleasure to be here, Daria. I can't, I can't wait to get going. And... Uh, Thank you for the very kind intro as well. It was really nice working with you at UP. And uh, yeah, it's great to see you again. Perfect. Yes, thank you so much. And great that you are doing well in this uh, very strange time for personal training and for fitness industry. So uh, I would like to open uh, with a, I think, introductory question to you. Actually, to yeah, to you. <laughs> so you introduce us to yourself beyond uh, what I said, what I told uh, to audience. Just tell who you are, who is Umar, and who, what is your story. So my name is Mohammed Umar Iqbal Malik. That's my full name. Um, and my my story, I'd say, what I'm most known for is losing 85 kilos of body weight, of body fat, on transforming myself from where I was completely a different person to who I am now. That's, that's what people know me for. And I, I'd say that where my story comes from is a place where I didn't really know what I wanted in my life. I didn't really know how to get there. Um, and then I, um, I, I found clarity. I found clarity by acting in the only direction I knew at the time, which was the gym. And it provided me with so much direction in my life that it's allowed me to go forward and actually help other people find their own clarity. And I do that now. Darius spoke about how we, well, we're both personal trainers, we work with clients. Um, and yeah, I owe a lot. I owe a lot to the barbell, you know, because it's really saved my life. And the people that I've met along the way have, uh, have really helped me understand myself and it's really interesting because you're coming to me at a time right now where i think i have the most clarity in regards to who i am and who i was before just yesterday i was sitting and thinking about the ways in which my mind didn't used to work before but through meeting people through interacting 
through training and through taking control of my life, things are completely unrecognizable now compared to where I was before. So that's, that's a brief intro into, uh, into me and uh, where, where you find me today. It's very, you know, I'm shaking and I have some uh, hair up actually because this is what I believe. It is, you beautifully say, is Bible saved my life? But we both know and we're going to discuss and dig deeper into that. That is not that Bible, it's not that iron. Is what this makes you to become. Because you're training your resilience, you're training your inner strength, and you're training your discipline and consistency. And I think just just occurred to me when you were saying why, because I feel very similar way, Omar, in this difficult, um, I'm going a little bit off the topic here, but in this difficult circumstances that we are all in, it's not only fitness professionals, it's everyone, every single human being. We've been practicing for so many years, in your case, in my case as well, this discipline to go in every few times a week, training, following certain way of eating, certain way of being and lifestyle. This is the training resilience, training your strength. When you can see how strong you become is at the situation and situations and moments like now. This is your test, right? And this is this is this is the way I feel. I I completely agree with you. I knew that I am strong person, but inside you is always that uh, that moment. Hey, really, can I survive this? You mm-hmm. know. But um, so many things happen in my life, and you know, for the last two years, and. I always say, you know, this is not going to make you weaker, it's going to make you stronger, but with uh, empathy and full love and respect Mm -hmm. to yourself. This cannot be missed. That is just my beautiful summary uh, and adding uh, towards what you said. How did you end up being a personal trainer, Umar? I ended up being a personal trainer. I'd say I credit my dad for this. I remember when I was probably love four, that. five, that's it, hundred percent. I was about four or five years old and I would want to be like my dad. I'd want to be like my dad. He would, he would show me Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and he was, he was, he's, he is still six foot four, big guy, always trained. And he would pick me up from school and everyone would want to talk to him and want to kind of be his friend. And me seeing that influence from a very young age made me want to walk in his footsteps very closely. So wherever he would go, I would want to go. And one of the places he would go quite often was the gym. He would go, he would train with his friends, and I would love to go with him. So from a really young age, I would be the kid. You know, you don't see it much nowadays because kids are, gyms are so commercial nowadays. You're not allowed to have kids in there. But back in the day, um, I'd say this is like early 90s, 95, no, no, I'd say like 96, 97. I will remember running around gyms and kind of just being around while my dad and his friends would train, his training partners would train. And I got that influence from a very, very young age. So when I turned, uh, what, 16, I remember him him, uh, buying me a set of weights. And this was a barbell and it was two dumbbells. 
and the dumbbells were fixed dumbbells. They were fixed, so you couldn't adjust them. They were both 22 and a half kilo dumbbells, <laughs> which is not God. light yeah? for a first set of dumbbells. <laughs> it's not light, right? And uh, he just left me to it. He said, look, just, just, just do your thing. And from there, obviously, I did things wrong. I didn't know what I was doing, but it, it really led me down the path of I'm so excited because I have this for myself. I get to express myself now in this way. You know, this, this, thing, this thing has been waiting in me from such a young age from seeing my dad express himself and get what he got in regards to how society viewed him. And I think I made that connection really young, watching, being influenced by Arnold Schwarzenegger, seeing physiques and superheroes. Now it's my turn. So that's where my journey started. And from there, it was, it was from training partners, from people wanting to train with me. Because in me, I'd seen this from a very young age. So I had a love for weights even before I even got into it. And when I would train in the gym, people would always ask, oh, can I work in with you? And um, can, I, can I have a spot? And you, they would kind of have a bit, bit of trust there. And that trust is the trust that we now have with our clients. So I think that's my initial insight to personal training was people just innately trusting me because of this journey I'd been on subconsciously from a very young age. And um, here we are today. I qualified as a personal trainer very young. I actually qualified while I was still going through my, my weight gain and years of kind of absence. I call them years of absence because I, don't, I wasn't fully present in those years. But I was still being pulled by this invisible thread towards helping myself and helping other people. Um, and I'd say putting that all together led me to, to do the only thing that I really knew that I loved, which is weight training and also helping other people weight train. So you, you end up um, stepping into personal training. And I'm not looking back since. You're talking, Omar, uh, so important and crucial things that I want to pick here because you're talking about presence. Mm. Weight, I'm always saying you're not just doing strength training. You're not no. just following the nutrition you you just this is your presence mm -hmm. and that's what is the deep essence of the holistic body transformation and my question here and my wondering is based on your experience what is actually missing omar in this body transformation field right i could call mm -hmm. it field right now because you can see on social media lots of happening, right? Everyone say, I want to transform. I want to have that body. I want to have that body. Here we go. That is not a problem. Go and do it. But many people actually turning back to being who they were before, body-wise, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. because they probably never changed internally, right? Yeah. Or they may even regressing further back to what they never would think they will be becoming right what do you think is happening here what is missing element or elements it's do you know what it's so many things it's so many things and i, and I think that um i'll probably i want to start here in some in terms of people who who instruct in this field i feel like sometimes it's too much a business for some people mm. and they're looking at people like I'm going to transform them. I'm going to market them, and I'm going to I'm going to just win from from having a picture. And that's the first mistake: is that this is human life. This is actually human life unfolding, and it's a it's a duty of care for us to fully understand the people that we're working with. If we want to impart something to somebody else, you can't just 
give a product like life-changing results to somebody and not know all of the the other areas in which this person has to operate you know it's it's okay to to give somebody a few less kilos in body fat um give them a bit of understanding and move up and down with this weight but it's deeper than this you know it's really genuinely deeper than this and and i think that it's often looked at at very surface levels at just the outside what you can see but this is really not the way this is really really not the way to to kind of have your whole being be orientated in a certain way um and then want to change that there's a lot of work to do there's a lot of work to do and i feel like people don't really respect the full um entity that is transformation you know because it, it, it because of the way it's marketed because of the generation that we live in now everything is social media and five second clips here 10 second clips there you want to get abs in two minutes and it's not the way it's just not the way we when we go to school this is this is a lovely like thought that 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 was offered to me recently when we go to school we study for years and years and years and it changes us from an infant into a grown person who goes to university gets a job this is a, a long period but we look at transformation as an adult and we think we want it in 12 weeks so come on this is this is really that's as simple as that years and years versus 12 weeks how much can you really change in 12 weeks you can understand some things but let's let's call it what it is here we're not we're we're actually changing lives so give it more respect than to say it's going to happen quickly um understand all the fields of play which which i think some people in the industry do really well but the majority of the industry i think sometimes um sells itself short yes i i agree with you umar because uh, you know i have been in this industry since 2006 right outside of before being athlete but in the it's industry itself working in uk and i i completely share this with you we lost as an industry this deep essence of why do we do this mm. right and what what is happening is just we deliver what people want Mm. And people want physical change. People want fast results. So this is the way things are marketed because that's how things are getting people receive what they want. Yeah. But I, and you know, I think we're both on the same plate. There is some positive and negative of this. But I think what ultimately needs to happen is that trainers as well as clients need to get open for what you said. This is a long process mm. and we need educate both sides because either is not, in my opinion, just responsibility of a trainer to educate. Because people come and they say, I pay you thousand, can you make me like that, right? And they leave in all job to a trainer. So then the trainer is trying to deliver what the mm. clients want, right? So it's the managing expectation. I had that problem because I always wanted to deliver that. And sometimes you are like, but you know what? This is not going to happen. Be honest with them. So I think there is like a lots of here happening. And I think it needs lots of bravery from a trainer. And mm -hmm. maybe because teaching on the schools of personal training is missing what we're just discussing 
is missing that element of coaching, element of knowing yourself better. So then there's better encounter between trainer, trainer and trainee. I think we are very much agreeing uh, and overlapping and kind of summarizing uh, here. Um, so you think that there is that side of that marketing that maybe need to uh, kind of have a little bit different approach, right? Kind of longer term changes and transformation. What are the other elements itself? They are another element. Yeah, I think you've got to start there and call it what it is. Let's be honest. Let's 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 sell the truth, because if we if we start to sell something which is um, which is a lie, you know, you're constantly trying to keep people interested. You're constantly trying to um, hope that they're gonna buy more sessions or this or that. Really, it's not about that. Really, it's let's call it what it is. Okay, if you want to change. We have to change. We have to actually put the work in to look at all the areas of your life which are currently pointing in one direction and slowly take the things that are easy to change and we start to move them around and, and then we bring the bigger things around and, and slowly the landscape starts to look different. You know, you, 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 can't, you can't expect it to overnight the ecosystem just to be completely rewired and for it to be functioning and for everything to be okay and for all to be meshing because this is really what you're asking for. When, when somebody sees somebody who is um, walking with a certain confidence and they look a certain way and they, they have a certain lifestyle, well, this exists on so many different levels. We can, we can polish you on the outside, but it doesn't mean that you're going to think the way this person thinks or react the way this person reacts. If you really want to embody this or you really actually want to change or move yourself towards this, let's recognize all of the avenues we have to walk down and understand and know. And then um, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. And even I'm talking about it now and I understand that there's a few things that um, have to be discussed and agreed upon between clients, but this is what it is. Let's, let's fully, fully understand what we're trying to change here because if we don't, then there's, there's, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect between us as trainers and the client themselves um, and that really can't be there. That just can't be there. Yeah, uh, you know, I also think that um, just thinking from the perspective of functional medicine, mm. that often I, I have a client who comes and I'm trying to easy their problem or easy their pain. Mm. So this is deliver fast result. I have mm. headache. Maybe you need to think of this food. Maybe you need to sleep without mobile. Maybe, you know, something quick. Mm. But then long term, you have that marathon, mm. right? And this is where you're also working towards. So I think maybe this is the way things need to be approached because we both know that the, we've seen amazing 12 weeks transformations and actually people staying transformed. Mm. Mm -hmm. staying and i seen this right but what's happened after three months of four months is another story mm -hmm. and this clients need to get aware but i think awareness as you said also come from a trainer that has to start to educate them listen you are here now but now let's look for the root causes of what brought you mm. to that position of 
gaining extra weight over time. How was with you, you uh, Uman? How did you gain weight, lost weight? And what did happen when you, once you lost weight on that different levels of body, mind, emotions? That is what I'm interested in because I think that is also that the missing link mm. all of this. I totally, I totally agree, Daria. I totally agree. And um, you're right. People can lose weight very quickly. Um, but it just goes to show that the person walking you through the initial transformation sometimes knows, okay, I can manipulate calories. I can, I can train you very hard. We can get a lot of calorie expenditure. And your body fat will come off. Fantastic. But when we get to the stage where it's 12 weeks and when we've and we've done the initial work they don't have the tools to take you further sometimes mm. and this is this is the sad fact is that now it's okay now i'm walking on my own so everything that you that you have learned to get you here well it doesn't apply anymore it applies in some ways but you can keep running the same method and people get bored of it and people eventually start to be be attracted to their old lifestyle again but what you asked me was why did I, um, how did I kind of get to that stage? And then how did I kind of keep it going? Well, I think I, I had a very clear vision when I started that everything was going to change, not just my body. Everything had to go because I, I feel like I had a very strong attachment to almost not liking where I was and how I was living my life on very many levels. And this is, this is the root of me needing to change because I wanted better for me. I wanted better for my, my life, my family, all of it. I felt I could be more effective in the world. And that's me being very honest with myself, I think. Now looking back and saying, look, this is not, you're not living up to your full potential. You, you must look at all these avenues. And it hurts. It hurts to realize you're not enough but it's, it's perfect. It's great to realize that you're not enough because only then do you realize that, okay, this is my deficit. This is my deficit. I have to do a bit of work here, a bit of work here. Once I've done this work, fantastic. But this is still to do. This is still to do. Now, we can look at this and say, okay, now you're looking at different goals in your life. And when you have a new thing to chase, well, then you reset the, 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 you reset the 12 weeks and you're going in this direction now. But you're still keeping a hold of the things that got you the first 12 weeks and then the next and then the next thing and then the next thing. And, and that's, that's what people don't do is they don't realize that the body transformation is just a, um, it's just an initial vehicle to get the match lit. Then you have to keep burning the fuel. And that, that only comes through your vision for yourself going further than the physical outside appearance. I, I want to be able to express myself. I want to be able to move my body in new ways. I want to be able to, to experience new things and all of these things um, were in my head when I when I wanted to break out of this shell that I was in. So now what I'm living is I'm living continuous transformation. It's not 12 mm -hmm. weeks. It never will be 12 weeks. I have to always be evolving and moving forward because this is this is this is and then I, I never get out of that phrase. I never get out of that mode of I've achieved my 12 weeks because I'm always achieving it. And this is this is this is this is the way I find myself all the time. Yeah, it's, it's very similar. Um, I may be here hard and tough, and maybe many people will say you're crazy, right? 
because exactly what you say people could say you're crazy you then have to have cake here have wine here no this is not that way this is the same as with the word cheat meal mm. right i am very cross here that we even enable people to continuously using this word because that is the word from their past self mm. there is no cheat meal i'm bloody having here sorry guys i'm him give a chocolate right yeah. i'm showing this live right we're talking there's no cheat meal because i feel very balanced right and that's what is yours and my job to help people to find the balance and what you just said is yeah. to find fulfillment within themselves find the joy find the not only the joy you know i think i posted recently a quote that in 2021 where we used to say exercise for fun and exercise for joy 2021 exercise because you're supporting your health mm. finally health become a priority here yeah. right look it's what crazy. do we need to recognize the health as a treasure Mm. And we use usually losing this treasure to then be very, very bad to then build up. And exactly, and exactly what you said, we need time, we need those little goals, but then moving from one three months, another three months, another three months until this become your really skin and you're free. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Do you know something that I realized recently? And um, this was a big uh epiphany or realization is that the life i used to live was physically covering me but it was also mentally covering me mm. in the way that i was doing things like eating a lot i was doing things like sitting in my thoughts um and sometimes being very absent and sometimes not partaking in social um just just not even social but just not partaking in deeper levels of thought and this led me down the route I was in. And I feel like th that's quite a, uh, an important thing for me to realize because now if I catch myself doing that, I'm identifying with how I was before. And that can sometimes happen just out of the blue. But now I'm much more aware of myself and I realize, oh, you know what, you used to do this before. And it, it, would, it would lead me down a path where it would turn from okay a couple of hours of absence and then there's there's things you don't do there's things you put off and then it becomes you you know it becomes it becomes how you do live your life and you settle for less because your your level of processing your level of of being is less you know you you don't expect more of yourself you don't push yourself and you physically start to represent this because you mentally allow this and this what you talked about just now a cheat meal it's become it's become accepted because we have allowed it to become accepted. But what it really is, you, you call it what it is, it's just taking you off your path. And, and I really, what I've personally experienced is that the more I stamp these things, this, this uh, cheat meal mentality out of my life, the happier I am because it keeps me conscious. It keeps me present. I used that word earlier. And there's no greater joy genuinely i've eaten every food i've eaten every i've indulged in, in everything i want to indulge in and, and lazed around and watched the movies and watched the box yes great great fantastic but no i'm sorry at a certain point 
it, it's poison at a certain point. It's an absolute poison. And what you realize is you're trading your wealth for fake, for mm -hmm. fake immaterial things that are actually deteriorating you from inside. And that eventually turns into your outside. This, that, that realization, I think, um, has been the biggest thing for me is, is slowly now wandering through my own mind and wandering through my own psyche and realizing, okay, that's got to go. That should go eventually. And, and, and it's just a purification of, of yourself, right? That's, that's how I see it. Yes, 100%, because I think what you mentioned before is about addressing the emotional state of yours. Yeah. Because what you're cheating, a meal or yourself? Mm, that's it right yeah, who, you, who you're cheating yeah. i think uh, sometimes even we as a professionals we are afraid to just stuff no uh, not stuff maybe facing the truth or shows the truth to people because they want to have this cheat meal mm -hmm. right oh don't worry then you're going to do extra ten thousand steps and you will be fine no you're not going to be will be fine because you're only going to balance your calories in and out, but the rest of your human still stays mm. not addressed. Your emotional health has not been addressed. Your mental health, the way you are holding yourself has not been addressed. And I think from this conversation comes, and is the beautiful answer for the question, what elements are missing in this body transformation? And I think we both agree, agreed that is that emotional mental mind part mm. Mm. that needs to be addressed more and i think where you are right umar um then possibly trainers need much more education in that how to then take tr clients from that three months initial physical change into further change so they actually have the permanent and lasting transformation, right? Which is like, oh, our world again, but it's actually what ultimately you wish for the client you work with to achieve, yeah. right? Yeah. You want them That's to it. be free. You want them eating a piece of chocolate without guilt, but then they naturally know that they're not going to have this tomorrow or after tomorrow or after tomorrow, or they're not going to eat this because they are what not feeling fulfilled a hundred percent i totally agree with what you said there you made me think of it like uh it's it's just the exterior work that now has to be taken interiorly yeah. um you said like the emotional change hasn't hasn't occurred yet because a trainer sometimes and i don't want to bash professional trainers because i feel like it's such a lovely profession yes. that people actually it's a very selfless profession because you, you sometimes it can be very selfless because you're, you're, you're literally spending your life improving the lives of others, showing yes. people how to be more resilient, showing people how to care for themselves. And I feel like I look at the medical profession, the recognized medical profession, doctors, nurses, and I think they're obviously amazing, amazing work they do. But I also see personal trainers and see them as high. They potentially can be as high only if, they put in the work that you're talking about here as well because you can be just a trainer and and it's fine because you can go and read um every charles poliquin article ever written and you can follow the protocols and you can go and read great fantastic and you can learn all of the other stuff but it's um to really direct somebody through their life there's so many so much more so many more things at play you're, you're totally right 
I remember um, had a client, my very, very good client. I'm not going to say a name here, but uh, it is she. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, I, I met her at some point of her body transformation as a change of a trainer. And um, our first session, she was sitting on the, on the, on the ban bench of the gym and I came, I sat down next to her and she started to cry. I'm saying, why, why did you cry? Because I don't know what is next. I don't want to come back into that body that I had, but I don't know what is next. I don't know mm -hmm. how to handle the next. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm now I have fear of eating. Now I have fear of not exercising. Now I have fear of stopping counting the calories. Mm. This is only what I know. So actually, father worked took another two years to make the body feel this is who I am. But mm. as she told me, I had to change on different level. I had to become, as you said at the beginning, Omar, break with myself. What were the problems? Why mm. did I overeat? Mm. What was emotional eating happen? What was cheat, eat, cheat meal happening? Why I was not moving? Why I had alcohol? Why I, you know? 100%. So I, and I'm sure you had clients like that who did get this beautiful body work and they wanted more. Mm -hmm. And then there is a no capacity for a trainer to work further, which brings me to thinking, and my battery is getting down one moment on my mic, one second. <laughs> go on, go on, go on. Trainers, you know, we combine in here discussion between client transformation and possibly transformation of a trainer. Mm. Because I think trainers need to start to be honest with themselves as well. Mm -hmm. Because if after work they go going to eat McDonald's mm. <laughs> for lunch, they are having a box of chocolates or sugar because they lean mm -hmm. there is something wrong yeah because how the hell can you understand a client you asking them to do this and this and you're not doing by yourself i'm not saying to be perfect right but at the end of the day we're trying to hear the inspiration and maybe that comes from my athletic background that you're trying to be the best possible so people mm -hmm. actually can get an inspiration and motivation from you uh maybe we completely should agree. work with trainers yeah i completely agree i completely agree and I, I think it's 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 the work that you're talking about the client has to go through that the trainer also has to go through yeah and if you haven't then you should it should i think at a certain point this is not really taught to trainers because you're called a personal trainer but the work that you end up doing and the work that I'm very passionate about, I know you're very passionate about as well. It, it kind of, um, I don't think trainers have ever experienced it. They've never actually experienced what it's like to go mm. through that kind of transformation. You may have gone to the gym and put some muscle on and gotten a bit leaner. Fantastic. Now you know how to control calories, but there's a whole wealth beneath that. There's a whole wealth of personal growth beneath that, that I think, I'm thankful for my own journey that it's taught me these things. And, you know, I, I, I was thinking about this this morning and thinking I'm actually so grateful for all of the issues that I perceived in myself before. And they were issues because it's just meant that I could get better in so many different areas and I could have much more 
um, self-appreciation and like self-love now because what I got was I got a process. The process is self-improvement. And we did it, with, like you said earlier, it's not the barbell, but it, initially it, it, it comes into your hands and you realize I can be effective now. Fantastic. Okay, now I can improve this. Then I can go and improve this and I can go and improve that. But it only comes, uh, the, the problem with the trainer sometimes is that nobody is questioning them on their lives and then they don't look any deeper. So they're happy with the surface. But you and I both know it's, um, it's such, so much more fulfilling a life when you actually look beneath the surface and see, oh, well, what else can I actually understand? And then go forward and just, just explore. Because once you explore it, you can start choosing and you can start understanding yourself so much better. It's, it's, it's amazing. Have you got any technique, Umar, uh, that you um, could share with us about how to develop awareness? Have you got used by yourself anything? That's a really great question. Um, I think the first thing, that I personally use is I pray and I, I have quiet time. Mm. This is, this is, I mean, if you're not religious, don't worry about it. It's not, it's not, I'm not my place to tell you to be religious. No, but it is something that I can look at my day and say that there is distinct moments where I am away from the world and I'm quiet. Simple as that. And if you just calling it what it is, I'm in my own thoughts and I am holding myself in those times to a, to a standard, to a standard where, okay, now I have to be honest with myself. Can I be happy with my efforts here? If I can't, okay, I'm human, but I can work towards it now. And this, this, is, this is everything. It makes me so happy that, firstly, that I have the thought to self-improve. And then you get the opportunity. We have breath in our lungs. We have light on our faces. We can actually go and do something about it. Um, so I, I'd say that tool for, for awareness is to just remove all the noise because we, I don't think we realize, especially living in London sometimes. Um, are you still, are you still in London, Darren? No, right now we are in Spain. Oh, lovely, lovely. But, but, but we both lived in like- Yes, yeah, most of my life now probably. So, uh, do you know what? I drive around, I'm in Leicester right now. I drive in Leicester and I see crazy busy lives. And I just think you don't actually realize how fast your life is going. And in doing that, you never stop and think about how many things are just passing you by and then not actually getting any full attention. And the main thing that's passing you by is yourself, yeah. is your own self, is, is the things that, that it's, um, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, but definitely. I, I think it's beautiful uh, suggestion here, Umar. And as you said, if you're not a religious person, don't worry about prayers. But I think all of us have uh, should must maybe find a little space within uh, mm. ourselves right because i think this is ourselves you don't need to have a you know meditation room but within yeah. yourself to quiet yourself mm. or calm yourself to hear as you're saying your thoughts and how this possibly transform into your emotion and possibly how this manifest further into your body so then you are able to know okay this sign and symptom comes as a result of this and how we are going to address that but also what you beautifully says and I said and i want to stress this out we are just humans and we are going to do mistakes and we're going to have failures and we're going to start one diet after another diet training after another training which is fine mm -hmm. 
as soon I think as you keep continuing progression and moving on and you growing and you learning from your mistakes and you start to ask yourself questions okay what mm -hmm. is why this is not working right mm -hmm. those deep questions that you said this is kind of that transformation beyond just body that we are talking about because as you said we are just humans and we're going to have fuck up days <laughs> yeah. right and that's okay that's 100%, 100%. okay 100%. Yes. I, recently recently i actually started properly um you could call it journaling you could call it just just writing down your thoughts and um it's amazing. It's a, the, the process of, of writing something on paper, taking it from here and, and just pushing it out of your head to see it objectively written down and then not having it be busy in your mind, but actually just seeing it on paper and then maybe having another few thoughts and another few thoughts. It's so, it's so freeing. It's so freeing. And I, and I think for me, um, that's another thing that, that helps me a lot is just having a moment of clarity and reflection in the evenings. Because it, it's, it's just goal setting for the next day. And like you said, being honest with yourself, um, it's everything. Yes, but it's also difficult as we discussed because we, I think we are not taught how to be honest with ourselves yeah. because we're trying to impose on ourselves something who we are not very often just because the requirements from, let's say, so social media right and then you try and wondering what's wrong with me how can i make this better how and then you know and i know this because i've got this problem and i know many women will have right but then you're like okay there's nothing wrong with me i just have to go and do it because i do this because it makes me happy there's no other another reason i you know i need i don't need maybe i would say like that i don't need more reasons why I have to do this and that, right? But I think that self-judge, the judgment of others and uh, lack of what you said, self-acceptance of how we are and what we are and self-awareness self is kind of something that stops us from progression to, you know, becoming best version of yourself. I'm not sure if that is the way, you know, becoming just yourself who you want to be, right? This is it. Yeah, that, it does just, not need to be, be the best. <laughs> No, just being just being myself is 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 freedom, is ownership of your life. Yeah, that's that's the real thing that we're going for here. And um, I feel like the social media, the the massive social scene. Sometimes you have so many different inputs around you that you just you cannot physically take that input constantly and then be also generating your own input. It has to be void of this to be like, where am I? And if, if I look back on my own journey, there was times when I don't remember Daria. I genuinely don't remember. And I, I don't have um, amnesia or anything like this. It was just that I was so absent in myself that there is no memory of this. There is, there is very little memory, I could say that way. I, I still remember, but I don't remember feeling much. I don't remember thinking much. I don't remember conversing much. And sometimes that's a that's a good thing because you're you're away from people and you're quiet but sometimes personally for me it was a bad thing because i was spending a lot of time avoiding stuff i was spending a lot of time quieting the noise in my head because if i if i went there i had um emotional issues that i i i, did, I just didn't want to deal with and what i did instead was go to the gym and eat lots and and just kind of push them to one side but only through going through that and realizing what am i doing 
what am I actually doing? Like, what, what do I really need to feel happy in myself? And honestly, it's, it's actually just a, a constant journey. Like I said yesterday, yesterday I had such a great epiphany with, with realizing that for a long time I didn't talk. For a long time I didn't talk and for a long time I didn't, I didn't express myself to people. So now when I, when I get the opportunity to speak to someone like yourself and have a lovely conversation, it's genuinely a, a piece of joy for me. And, and this, this is what I want for other people to feel is you have a voice inside you, but it, it, you need to go and find it. You, uh, Omar, you are just amazing example of um, embodiment and how weight gain, lack of expression of yourself, lack of being authentic and true with, your, with yourself, yeah. lack of having your authentic voice is manifesting uh, as a weight gain. Mm. Uh, I've just finished the uh, course Neuroscience uh, uh, of Change and it was a lot of about this what I just mentioned and um, I think people who wants to drop body fat right <laughs> we know why I'm saying this you know let's look, focus on body fat not just weight need to look at what is actually this fat consisting and you will know that most of the time is not just food. They are stuffed emotions yeah. and lack of expression of those emotions in a real time and present mm -hmm. moment that is actually becoming toxic mm -hmm. and is hurting us. And that is what I always want to push. And uh, I think sometimes people don't really, when they come in to see me, they don't think in that way that thoughts, thoughts, can be as toxic as food you eat. Completely agree. Completely, right? completely, completely agree. Yeah. So I think uh, I think we nail it here so many levels, and I really wanted to have a very open conversation. So I, I I'm really happy how this is going, because uh, this is all about self discovery for anyone who is uh, listening. And I'm going to move on. Um, I know that we, we're taking a, a while to talk, but I think this is uh, so amazing. So maybe we just break this down into parts. <laughs> One part, I think it's amazing, amazing work. Um, listen, um, I want to comment just whatever are your thoughts on this article that I've seen recently on Cosmopolitan and has been uh, posted and uh, over posted a lot on uh, social media about um, this 11 women and their relationship with body and wellness and what health means to them and they are you know different bodies different shapes and i appreciate every single uh, of them but the conversation is tough because is a uh, you know being overweight is healthy um but loving yourself is important accepting mm -hmm. yourself is important and you know I'm very in the middle, what we're supposed to support. Mm. Uh, I might have people who will disagree with me, but I think, you know, the being overweight is um, scientifically proven that is linked to many chronic health conditions. So we cannot really support that. Mm. But like I said, waking up in the morning and being obsessed with how much I weight is not a great place to be and not a great place to start your day. I cannot mm. talk from this experience because I've never been overweight. I can share my 
stories with my injury, which I think is also relevant. It's just different manifestation of my own emotional health mm -hmm. in the past. But you can tell us from your own experience, what, how do you see this, Uma? Mm, that's really interesting. There's so many levels um, at play here. And I think you, you made me see it clearly when you initially asked the question. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what I was thinking. But when you said that um, somebody can be happy with themselves, full stop, but they can also be overweight, full stop. And I think this is, this is the, the thing to look at is, okay, yes, you're happy with yourself. And that's something to be celebrated. The happiness is to be celebrated. But the example of excessive weight gain and the expression of your human being in another way is, is sad. Is sad. Because if, if it's like, it's like um, okay, you want to indulge in happiness in one area, but there is somewhere else where you could have so much more, but you're just closing the door and saying, no, thank you. It's, and that's that's individual to people. You can completely say, look, I don't want any part of this. Um, but for it to be uh, expressed and, and marketed in a certain way, like to say that's okay, is dangerous because it, it's, it's, it's giving an image to people to say that I can have no care toward one part of my life, expose myself to, like you said, very many health conditions, very many um, social issues uh, around like all the things I experienced, loneliness, not being, not fitting in, all these things that being very uh, unconfident in myself. But the, the, what I should do is I should celebrate this. I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. I really don't know about that. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like for people to comment on this, you should have lived both ways and then your, valid, your opinion is valid. I've lived both ways and if somebody had made me happy when I was very overweight, amazing. But I would still want to lose weight. I would still want to express myself. I would still look at somebody dancing and think, wow, that's amazing. I want to be able to move like that. I want to feel, I want to experience what my body goes through when I feel like that, when I look like that, if I can have that too. And um, I feel like in this instance, people are over gratifying, over, over um, emphasizing what one part of happiness can be, but then completely missing the other point. And that is, that is shown to us by so many amazing people who have amazing bodies and amazing abilities. Um, and it's almost done in a very, very demonizing way. Like, oh, you're in shape, you're, you're, now you're hating on me or you're fat shaming. No, no, I'm just, I'm just expressing myself the way you are expressing yourself. But I'm also saying to you outright that if you were to also come this way, you would enjoy it also because it is fantastic. It, it, that, that's the way I see it. I think. Yes, and you know, Umar, as I'm listening you, comes to me, I, I completely agree with you. You have to leave on both sides and understanding this and this consequences, positives and negatives. But you know what came to me? Do we really need to be overweight to have body shame? Mm. I told you, I never been overweight, but being over muscular as a woman is also bad. Mm. Is that not body shame? So now we're flipping the side. Yeah. 
what is then the norm that society will accept? Mm. You are the norm. Because, you know, there, we know so many girls who went in the other way around and they also were unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And we're telling them, yeah, push it, push it, get leaner, get leaner, you know, lose your period. You may not have kids, don't worry. Keep, keep leading, <laughs> keep not eating, keep exercising, right? It's crazy. So, it's actually crazy. so at, the, at the end of the day, as I said, for me, is that the middle line because you can feel body shame as a woman, for example, mm. because you've got too much muscles and they also mm. going to point on you that you are looking bad. Mm. Mm. And so, it's really interesting what you just said there, because also I, th I think it's, it's when we get too far away from mm. natural human being and stop appreciating what we actually are this is where we stop we start skewing and people start commenting and we get rhetorics and 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 uh ideologies built on very odd foundations and it comes from like oh, i want to express myself so i want to feel beautiful it's, okay fine but let's let's not let's not um how can i say Let, let's not forget that at our root we are really really impressive anyway and and let's not get too far away from that because i feel like what people try and do is they try to um fantasize this this um new way of being but it's only because i'm trying i'm figuring out how to say this but it's it's only because they don't have a real understanding of what it is to just be completely mm -hmm free of these things and they find themselves somewhere and rather than doing the work to change it's like okay i'm just going to be here and just celebrate myself what you're standing for there is not is not strength it's just it's just submission and it's and it's and that's sad i think that that's yeah. pretty sad. i i agree and i just uh, give to here two uh two um two examples which are actually coming from both ends i gave my example but i think they are uh, even stronger examples so one I know a girl who is actually overweight, probably about 30 kilos, and she knows this. And when we discussed, you know, there is a health and she's very aware of health. And I said, what are you going to do about this something? And, you know, she said, you know, Daria, what? I've been there. I've been skinny. I've been training. I've been playing sports with boys. I've been counting calories. And then when I started to... Um, being a recovery coach and working at a center for uh, people with eating disorders, I did realize that actually I had a problem. Yes, now I'm overweight, but you know what? I wouldn't exchange this because mm. I was not happy there. Mm. And then I kind of uh, make her realize that maybe there is something emotional and you're rebelling something Mm. that is holding you back to go from one extreme into another extreme and build it up the, to the middle yeah, and yeah. there is a space and time for everyone to start to shifting towards the middle that is my yeah. my philosophy on this you mm -hmm. don't know when this yeah. is going to happen then yeah. i had another colleague who is very very lean you know probably mm. eight seven percent of body fat most of the time and suffers from very difficult digestive issues and hormonal issues. 
She phoned me one day and I said, listen, this is not going to work for you anymore. Taking more supplements is not doing the job. You know, in my opinion, mm. you need to go work, address your emotions. Mm. Mm. He got upset at me. She said, you don't know anything about this, what you can say. I said, yes, because I've been internalizing my journey for many years. So, so not many people knows what I went through a post-injury. Mm. We finished conversation after which three weeks after she phoned me and she said, you know what? I found a doctor who is going to help me. And you know what she told me? If you want to work with me, you need to go to therapy. Wow. wow. And she said, thank you. But I know I've been resisting because mm. there is an internal work. I need to do and i've been that obsessed person uh, omar when i was an athlete just probably because of a job i've been doing mm. because being professional is a job uh, i remember i would never miss a training now i'm like two years of being mom and i haven't seen the gym for one year wow. right and now i created the gym for myself because the gyms are closed i'm like yeah. i would never think in my head 10 years ago or five years ago, that this would be possible. Mm. But as you said, I've created the lifestyle from it and you know, and all is doable if you only want, right? 100%, 100%. So very interesting story. Guys or females or girls who listen this, we're going to shift this conversation a little bit farther towards a female body composition and optimization of that. And I've got a beautiful question to Umar. Um, how women should train for a body composition optimization, taking in consideration her hormonal health? Mm, We're a big one, a big Umar. Question. Big question. Big <laughs> let's question. kick it. Let's taking kick it. The essentials. Taking in consideration her hormonal health, I would say the first thing to think about is look at the lifestyle that this person's coming in with, based on everything we've been talking about today if you're going to get into a training program which is only going to exacerbate the issues you already have whether your sleep is is up and down whether your your periods are irregular whether you already have hormonal issues and, you, and then you're going to the gym to really try to um run your weight off or, or exercise yourself into a into a, a lower a lower weight or a lower dress size this could be more detrimental than you think so I would take into consideration first the lifestyle, make sure these things are in place. And I think it's much more delicate for females, much, much more delicate for females than it is for men. I feel like we're so simple uh, in, in regarding our makeup that, that it's, it's, it's fairly simple, it's fairly easy, you know, especially from the hormonal perspective. Um, but for females, this, this I, I find that um, there's a lot more to, to consider. I and mean, you're much more complex than we are. So um, the training, I, I, I feel like a word on the training is, is keep it general with the training. Don't worry about getting too deep with this exercise versus that exercise. Just make it holistic. Make sure your core is strong. Make sure your, your technique is good. You're adhering to tempo. You're not doing anything unsafe. And there's going to be progress in the right ways. But I think the main thing is, is to not um, think that you're going to out train a bad lifestyle 
especially if you're a female. I think that that's, it's much more detrimental for a female to have a bad lifestyle because of all the other things at play than it is for a man. So yeah, I, I, that's what I would say. Would, would you think that um, a female who knows and is aware um, that she has issues with eating, emotional eating, would you think or suggest that she actually create much more balanced nutrition or menu for herself or the trainer does instead going directly into calorie counting because the end result has to be uh, fat loss. One million percent. So this is something that I, I one of my best friends, uh, TJ Singh, I want to mention him. He, he recently did a course and the course uh, was talking about the colors of foods and the importance of this. And I think this is, exists, this is a, a remedy on so many different levels because I see, I see you right now and I see a black top, but I see a lovely red headband. And this is catching my eye and it's making me, it's, it's making me feel a certain thing because the color is expressing, you know what I mean? And I feel like just that point on its own, to see a plate has something blue, something green, something yellow, something red, and it's just it's just vibrance. You know, it's vibrance that that life needs vibrance. It needs color. We look at like a rainforest and everything is flourishing. Why? Because it's all in balance. There's there's this, there's that, the other. And I feel like we've we void that point when we just look at a piece of chicken and some <laughs> and some rice. And we look at a piece of fish and some cauliflower. It's like, well, where is the life? Where is the, where is the vibrance? You know, let, let's address that first and give the human being some more nourishment in other ways. And then the calories is easy. The calories is simple because it's just mathematics. But let's, 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 not, let's not lose that point. Yes, I'm so, uh, and that's why I'm smiling. I'm so excited that actually you pointed the colors because I, I think this is where also female are different. They we are drawn into colors why mm. because uh that is the flow chakra that we're moving we move in the root flow fire truth inside right our spiritual self we're moving all seven chakras because we're putting colors into our place if we mm. just stuck in with rice and chicken and we telling women now go and lift Mm. And we don't tell her, express yourself, maybe play piano, maybe create beautiful relationship with your partner, maybe have that piece of dark chocolate, maybe, you know, have more water, maybe drink that extra tablespoon of essential fatty acids. We actually going to block her into her root. Mm. Root chakra, which is red color, is very much a link to masculinity. Mm. and women need the other side right yeah. and i think that's that is maybe the reason also females are very um stagnant with idea of doing a uh, of doing a weight training because it's bringing them into the rooting side right so i mm. think as you mentioned the colors but then we need fiber we need all phytonutrients um you know we have different weight fat is distributed as well we need to move our estrogen around and that is needed for our gut health support so uh, i agree 100 uh, with you on that 
Omar. 100%. Are we okay? Are we okay? Oh, 100%. We're good. We're good. I'm just going to go into my room. So, good, uh, Omar. We have a little bit more to go. I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, and I think it would be nice to uh, finish. But this never was easy and short conversation because it's so many, uh, so many layers uh, of female uh, health. So, Omar, let's, let's kind of um, say it. Simple training, addressing the lifestyle, looking at your, at your plate that is rain, rainbow and don't worry about, not that don't worry, but don't be obsessed about the calories. Yeah, that's it. Plate full of beautiful colors. I think you're going to fit your macros very well, right? Yeah, I, th I think I think appease, appease the organism. This is this is this is this is the way you're looking at it, right? And then, like you said, a female and a man are very different things. Um, not that it's not to say that men don't need this. I think we definitely do, yes, and we yes. don't explore this enough. But women, are, I feel on the whole are much more in touch with this side of themselves and when when um i i personally seen examples of this recently in my life where i see somebody who is very fulfilled and very vibrant and i can look at their life and say okay well these are the pillars that are keeping them there and color is is ever present and it's and it's celebrated you know what i mean i, I think that that's something that we can really um we can definitely look to that we don't look to enough in, in usual circles of of restrict calories and have this many grams of this and this many grams of that and yeah it, it doesn't work the same way I don't think. this actually fitting further in our uh, question uh, what are the essentials that are missing of body transformation right yeah. teaching That's people it. women in that case we're discussing how to look at food once they finish the their transformation but still i believe that um, transformation should not include deprivation because that is a little mm. bit danger, uh, right? Omar, yeah. there are any lifts, like weight lifts, right? That you feel are going to uh, optimize female uh, performance of, at training or at the gym? Mm. Personally, I think something like I've always liked lunges and Bulgarian spit squats. Mm. Now, the reason I think these two movements are good is because if I, if I look at a female's natural resting posture, sometimes we have a little bit of anterior pelvic tilt, we have a little bit of lordosis, and we have sometimes uh, the structure between a man and a female would be different because a female skeleton, wider hips, um, a, a lesser rib cage, so sometimes the core... The, the abdominal cavity is a bit more larger than a man's, especially it's lacking the, the bony structures that provide us more stability and provide mm -hmm. us more solidarity mm -hmm. through the core. Uh, a movement like a split squat or even a lunge, I feel like it exposes the center of the body as well as the lower body as well. So if we can get these two things in, in one movement and teach somebody how to have a strong, stable core, and then have a strong, stable pair of hips, uh, glutes, hamstrings, legs. I feel like it gives the human a much more stable base. And then you can flourish into a big, lovely tree. You know what I mean? Rather than like uh, looking to a leg press or looking to, I don't know, a shoulder press or something. I feel like that, that's the route for me. It's, uh, it's so interesting because um, you ex explained this very beautifully and very technically as well. But I always say... If women have strong glute, 
strong legs, but not just quad, <laughs> right? Or just, yeah, most, most of the time would be the quad. Hamstrings is often like kind of left. They mm. are going to actually have strong core because yeah. those muscles are kind of overlapping and linking at some point. Um, so I, this is the way I would be training myself and this is the way I would be training a female definitely uh, balancing towards the more uh, leg sessions which are engaging everything from uh, the chest down also upper body right you have to hold yourself you have to hold your posture right keeping your erectile spine um, but I think that's are the moves as well lunges forward back Bulgarian squats um, I think you know sometimes deadlifts totally agree. deadlifts are fun yeah. for women I think you know I think if female is in an emotional roller coaster I think are not that stable for her emotional health because impacting mm. so much the lower back that is my personal experience I would much faster go into squat which I feel much more rooted again than exposing my lower back and to be honest when I'm starting to think of that uh, flow is that uh, side of lower abdomen look lower spine which kind of you know as we enroll in mm. this conversation would actually make sense why the deadlift would impact the lower back and it's nothing related to the technique right now it's just mm. emotional health affecting the way we are lifting uh, weights that's really interesting so yeah. Omar is not that about life changing at the end the deep core of the body transformation say that again Dara. Say that again. it's not that about it i would say like that i read now here it's not that um, body transformation at the deep core it's about changing your life 100 100 it's it's about looking at all of the places in which you live all of the um the environments in which you operate and just being very honest with yourself is this where how i want to conduct myself if there's something that needs to change um amongst this then we've got to look at it all we can't just look at one thing and and what does it give you what do you want to receive what do you need to receive from weight training from audio from social interaction from your own quiet alone time just for you to be happy with your own existence there is there is it, it, it's 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 silly to think that us as human beings we're such complex things that we could just chase one thing mm. there's there's many many things at play here many many aspects right and doing the assessment of the root causes what mm -hmm. brought you there in the first place is a also mm -hmm. very good start and i think there's lots of um, communication here towards the audience about awareness about your presence mm -hmm. about that inside joy and uh, uh, as you said is energizing me no it's a kind of fulfilling me when i go to the yeah. gym right but is that a different level of fulfillment it's superficial as well we all want to feel nice and fun on the mirror right but um, ultimately uh, as we discussed at some part you can be overweight or you can be very lean and muscular you can be very skinny you can be tall you can be short <laughs> uh, you know you ultimately have to feel good 
with yourself, but then try to balance whatever other triggers you've got instead of just focusing on one part of your life that you're feeling happy That's about. It. Mark, that is amazing. And my last question to you is where can we find you? How can we hear about you and you know your work and you know where it, and how do you operate those days? Uh, so you can find me on mainly on Instagram. Um, so my Instagram handle is Umar Malik underscore 91. Um, Soon, soon, I will be working out of a gym called Pioneer Health and Fit. So that's something else you can find on social media. Some very, very exciting work being done at this gym. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's me for now. But uh, I'd love to do this again. I'd love to have you on our podcast. There's another thing I need to mention is that we also have a podcast. So me yes, and my, yes. one of my best friends, Burinda, we have a podcast. Uh, it's called Evolve, Achieve, Thrive. And it's, it's very, very closely linked to what, what we've discussed here today lovely conversation Daria uh, thank you very much yeah that's why we are talking I just only wanted to say I didn't know if I should but I will I would like to dedicate this podcast for um, passed away recently Mike Porter uh, Omar uh, first podcast I've recorded with Mike about body transformation was with Mike he was a very dear friend to me and he was a person who really knew about the body. He unfortunately lost his game with the mind. And as we discussing, there is much more to the body than just body. Um, but I'm very happy that that was part one, uh, Umar, uh, when I recorded this with Mike and there was always part two. And there is a reason that the part two was waiting such a long time and that you are the host of the part two because the idea of part two always was talking about further holistic body transformation. But I would love that everyone listen to Mike's podcast because despite him doing his bodybuilding, he always was talking about other core principles of of Porter principles and there's definitely much more than just calorie in and and uh, training so I hope that uh, yeah. guys yeah. <laughs> I finished a little bit sad but at the end and I'm shaking a little bit but I think uh, we have to keep talking about good people who some somehow changed the industry as well and brought something to other people's I life like to mine as well Apologies, Aaron. My apologies. Sorry. No problem. I, I no problem. <laughs> Good. Umar, so thank you so thank much. You and we are staying in touch. And uh, yes, that is long podcast, but I will be probably breaking down for two parts. Uh, amazing, so amazing. people can enjoy it. Beautiful yeah, listening. I'll, I'll Lots of love. Thank you. Bye, Umar. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.